0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3021 for Monday, the 2nd of March 2020. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for February 2020 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 55 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is call for shows is open. Ken and eventually Dave discussed the shows, media and development plans. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. <laughs>
1: Hi everybody my name is ken fallon and you're listening to another episode of hacker public radio today the hbr community news for february 2020. before we begin i want to tell you that there is a call for shows at the moment the queue is very low and we need people to send in shows as you may or may not know hacker public radio is a community podcast network and even though you hear familiar voices from time to time That doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be sending in shows. You are, in fact, you're supposed to be becoming a familiar voice here on the network. If you have never uh, sent in a show at all, now would be an excellent time for you to introduce yourself to the community so that we know who you are and that we can fill up the queue. So uh, unfortunately, Dave is around, but he's having some uh, connecting issues and therefore I am going to do this myself and at this point Dave would normally introduce the new host so there is a new host this month and that is Monochromic and we would welcome you to our network thank you very much so this as I said is the community news show where we give you a summary of the things that we've uh, been getting up to in the last month and uh, we take use this as an opportunity to go back and have a look at uh, all the shows so that all the shows get some lure, and we can go through the comments so the first show uh, that we're going to be talking about is uh, 3001 which was the community news for january 2020 and we mustn't have said anything very important because uh, there was no comments in that show Um the final um the next day was the world of commodore episode eight a vote of thanks and Windigo says, thanks for the series. Found all of the world of Commodore episodes you submitted to be very enjoyable. I don't have much experience with Commodores or that era of computing. And hearing that the community is currently able to achieve is fascinating. Thanks for a wonderful series. And I think that echoes uh, my sentiments as well on that show. And So, speaking of series, the following was Community New... Or, sorry, they... Uh, New Year show part four, put up by Kevin Wisher, and in this one we had um, <laughs> yeah you random taking over, and uh, a pathetic explanation as to where our missing episode is from the book club. Not looking at you, a pokey, and Folky wrote Dark Reader. Thanks for the recommendation for Dark Reader. It's really great. I just wish I could work on it. Oh, sorry. I just wish it would work on all the about pages too. Really shocking when you suddenly get hit by the brightness. So what he's referring to there is one of the tips they had where you can theme every web page and uh, dark reader was one of those things. So the next day was our own Dave, uh Dave Morris, fixing simple audio problems with audacity. And this is actually a um a interesting one. Uh it isn't, as ever, Dave has nice show notes in there, complete full show notes. But um, he basically does noise reduction, high-pass filter, amplification, and truncate silence. Basically, if you're doing this on, on Audacity, you're pretty much doing 99% of what the mere mortals here on HPR do. So this is a very good one to listen to. So Ahuka continued the following day with is activity pub paving the way to web 3.0 and this is the uh, conference that he's uh, reviewing held in prague and um yeah i thought this was uh, this was quite interesting uh, from a um this whole semantic web point of view so that was uh, that was pretty pretty cool and i i am enjoying the series as ever the following day it was operator with uh, a show that uh, hijacking the auxiliary input of your car—very complicated and convoluted uh, uh, show. But well, it was really great to listen to. Take taking back ownership of your car and basically how to wire in. I don't know. I don't have a car, so I did in days of yore, but no, not anymore. But I can completely understand how something could be extremely frustrating. But um, he's had a good this is in the true sense of hacking a system to make it do what you want so shout outs to him no comments on that episode either and also no comments on photography 101 the following day by uh, paul Cork, where paul sorry a bit of a cough and paul goes through the um yeah really basics of photography and i found this fascinating to listen to and not not just from from the point of view of explaining basic things like what uh, focal length is and uh, f stops and stuff like that are, but also giving tips on, you know, as a starter, uh, if you're starting off in the hobby, this is basically all you need to do. Uh, set it like this, and then you can develop from there. So great, uh, great episode, and there are more of these, and I am looking forward to more of them. You might think it a bit odd to be doing photography on a radio, uh, essentially an audio medium like HPR, but uh, no, it works, uh, it works great. And episode five of uh, the New Year show, and it's uh, lots of war stories. Uh, Norris says, these two guys should get together more often. What fun, wandering conversation from two interesting people. Someone should get these two together on a regular basis, or they could start their own HPR series. Interesting listening. I could not agree more, and there's a HPR channel on Mumble details. Are on the HPR website as to how you're going to do that. So if you two guys want to get together, uh, I personally would um, enjoy listening to even more of this great stuff. I, I must say I really enjoyed the, the topics on the New Year show this year. It was uh, very little re- repetition of the same stuff and uh, interesting topics the whole way. Great stuff. Then we had Linux in-laws. Season 1, Episode 1. It's a podcast about on topics on free and open source software. So there's a uh, there's list discussions about this um, but I had uh, the comments, uh, which we'll discuss later. Uh, I put in the comments they mentioned about setting up a Mumble server and as I, I just wanted to point out again that we have a Mumble server. Uh, HPR has a Mumble server for the uh, greater podcasting community and it's on ch1.teamspeak.cc and port 64747 so ch1.teamspeak.cc port 64747 and in there you can simply create your own room and record your own shows so uh, making this a lot a lot easier all around peter uh, mortison said, the predecessor, Linux in-laws, ha 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 ha, the successor to Linux outlaws 2017 to 2014, and en.wikipedia.org Linux uh, wikis Linux underscore outlaws. How many will get that reference nearly six years later? All the listeners for which the closing of Linux outlaws left a gaping hole in the podcast landscape. And then Chris says, Linux, in-laws, at Peter, all will be revealed in a future episode soon. Stay tuned. Then the following day was a show by Andrew Conway, uh, Fostem First Impressions, which I found interesting, not just from the point of view that uh, Andrew and I were there together, but it was uh, his first, uh, it reminded me of my first impressions to Fostem and it was a very good episode and um, I'm going to send this on to the Fostem organizers so that they can uh, um, have a listen to this. Operator again, this time Linux is hard, a rant with Intel Graphics, where he's uh, going over his, um, some very good tips about uh, GPU and CPU information. Not I'm 100% sure how much use this would be, but stuff like HDD temperature will tell you the temperature of your drives, uh, the different types of system info that you can have, LSPCI. Basically, he's got a whole range of um, useful debugging information um, that people are going to be wanting to know, have you tried this, have you tried this, when you're debugging uh, hardware issues, actually. So the following day, we have a sample episode from some uh, people I met at Fostem, uh, Wikipedia Boden, uh, which is a Swedish language podcast about Wikipedia. Um, they they occasionally do uh, English language summaries. So um, I spoke to them about uh, getting some, you know, basically putting them onto the Free Culture Podcast uh, page, and they have done that. So that's great. Bash Tips 21 Environmental Variables. And I see Dave here has gone back and unrenamed it from Bash Anado. So I'm amazed that that survived as long as it did. Um, and this one was uh, Environmental bar- Variables. And Dave, seem to think that environmental variables are a thing of the past. But as it turns out, they're exceptionally hip and trendy now in the uh, Docker and Kubernetes uh, sort of arena. So uh, that is how you're supposed to uh, pass in all your variables. And so-, so CRVS writes, and so that's how you use shebangs. After all these years, I finally understood how you write your bash scripts. Thank you. Dave replied, writing awk scripts. Sorry, on how you write an awk script? Dave replied, writing awk scripts. Glad the episode was useful. In case you missed it, there's a series called Learning Awk and HPR, which you can find it there, series 94. Uh, this has been restructured from for publication on opensource.com. Those. The next day was another popular one, kind of struck a note there, was a headless Raspberry Pi streaming server uh, for playing music under John's pillow without disturbing his better half. And basically John goes through the steps of doing that. Be Easy said that. He's going to be trying this tonight. Thanks for the show. I will be trying out MPEG-123 on one of my pies tonight, John replies. Still streaming with URL update. Thanks for the comment. I hope the Pi plus MP3, MPEG123, suits your needs. Mine is working perfectly after about a month, though I had to update the URL of one of the streams. I love my Pi radio. Dave, I can, Dave. Dave has just joined the channel.
2: (sighs) That just took me forever to set my damn laptop up to do this because my... Desktop is not playing ball at all tonight.
1: I'm not 100% sure, Dave, that I've pressed uh, push to talk for each of these segments, so there may be some that we have skipped over.
2: Oh, do you know, I'd, I've i done this. I When I've recorded on my own and I've forgotten to do this, then I had to go back and start all over again. <laughs> oh, so it's not just me being a silly old fart. That's good. No, it's at all, no. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you want to... Do you want to continue? Where, whereabouts are you?
1: I'm at John Colb's episode 3014, and I'm reading, uh, I've, I've just done comment two. Is this the laptop that you wanted on, camp?
2: It is, it is. But it's only got one screen. Why didn't I get one with two screens? <laughs> I'm not used to <laughs> I usually got two monitors, and I've got some stuff on one and some stuff on the other. I'm having a hell of a job jumping around, finding where everything is. So I don't even know where John Culp's episode is. I sent you a link.
1: Okay. Anyway, I'll continue reading on. Beezy says, there's an issue with MPG123. I tried MPEG123 with a remote stream and found the following problem on Ubuntu 19.10. The URL must start with HTTP and not HTTPS or else it looks to play a local file and you get an error. File access error code 22. If the stream redirects HTTP to HTTPS, your stream should play. If it doesn't, you may be out of luck. For instance, I pick a random podcast on iTunes and it fails to redirect. On the other hand, using a file from HPR works just fine.
2: Okay, I'm I'm caught up, I think. Yeah, so John says, H-T-T-P, not H-T-T-P-S. You're right. I found the same thing, but forgot to mention it in either the recording or the show notes. So far, all of the streams I've listened to work with the H-T-T-P prefix, though. I seem to recall that command line VLC, C-V-L-C, can play streams with H-T-T-P-S, but I may be wrong. I'm on my phone at the moment and can't verify.
1: So... That was that. And then the following day we have Activity Pub Conference, the Schematical Social Network. I've just mixed up the comments for the shows here because I was saying his previous Activity Pub was the uh, Semantic Web one, which I am a particular fan of the Semantic
2: Web. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yeah, as usual with uh, Hook's things, I really need to go and dig deeper (laughs) because there's so many brilliant links here and I, I keep I, I leave I listen to them leave them and think oh yeah I us go and check and of course I don't by the time I get to this I've I've not got to it yet so uh, anyway but these are a great resource so it's my fault not not the hookers
1: not at all you can always go back so the following day a Nixie tube clock and friends again operator coming in saving the day and this looked like a very nice little uh, uh kit to put together not one that I would recommend for starters by any stretch of the imagination, because these things uh, require some fairly serious voltages to get them to work.
2: Yeah, yeah, it looks a beautiful thing, about forty something pounds. Uh, but of course, to sh- it's uh, USA only. To so to ship it to the UK would be would be astronomically expensive. But wow, I was drooling when I saw this. It looks really Yeah, me too. It looks old school stuff. I really like this.
1: He was lucky to have uh, somebody local who could help him out with uh,
2: troubleshooting the issues as well. It's definitely not a thing to learn on, as you said. And the whole business about lead-free solder. Who on earth has spread the the word that lead-free is the thing to use? I know people, again, worked up about the lead, but... uh, but it's such lead-free stuff. It's so dreadful. It doesn't yeah. flow, it? it, ugh, it doesn't stick. It's, it's an awful, awful product. I, I, I had some threw it away.
1: So the following day was the second in what probably will be a series on photography by Paul uh, developing black and white film. This was more a soundscape than anything else, but it was uh, really, uh, really interesting to following follow along.
2: Yes, yes, it was. I, I like the way he did this with all the uh, the ambient sounds and stuff. That that was that was great. I thought I was tracking along with him there. And he's using one of these Patterson film tanks, which uh, it has got a spiral in it that you feed film into in the dark, and then it, it ratchets and moves the film around. I have one, though. Unlike Paul, I must admit that I bought it and I never used it. <laughs> I was going to try and develop um, colour um, slide film, whatever you call that, uh, reversal, which is very, very hard to do. So I was oh. always too nervous to uh, to do it. Um, so I never got to it. I did lots of practice with film loading and all that stuff. He was saying that he wished he'd bought a... Uh, I think they call them a changing bag. It's a it's a black uh, fabric bag with two uh, sleeves in it, which you unzip and put the film and everything in, and then you put your arms down the sleeves, and uh, so you can work in in ordinary ordinary light, <clears throat> and then do everything inside this bag. I have one of these. It's a it's a rather wonderful thing, but I and I've practiced with it so many times, I've never actually developed it so. And um, uh, I'm in awe that <laughs> Paul's doing this.
1: Some of those photos are very good, actually, on this side there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. This is a great uh, great series, if that's what it's going to turn into.
1: So the following day, we had encrypted edit by uh, Platu, who does password store and uh, basically some scripts to use PG, G, uh, G, GNU privacy card. To take some files and basically decrypt them to RAM. I thought this was interesting, but I'm wondering why you just doesn't use something like uh KeyPass X or uh KeyPass XC, which I've taken to using.
2: Well yeah, I know I do I do this. I I've, I use KeyPass X for for everything. Um and uh sharing the the database between systems is a, is a thing you should really do. I haven't quite got myself coordinated enough with it, but uh, yeah, no, I know, I was, I was intrigued as to why he, he was where he was. I think you may have
1: explained it way back when he did the, the first of these, but I can't for the life of me remember why.
2: I did like his, his explanation of uh, doing this encryption, decryption, editing stuff, and potentially leaving... Debris all over the place, which was which was would be traceable if anybody got hold of your machine and and did forensics on it. Um, which you know that that's a very significant thought if if uh, you are you know t- taking your laptop through customs and people are wanting to poke around with it and stuff. Um, yeah, and
1: I was kind of wondering why why then would you roll your own solution? Because you know if you if you get a solution from guys who are Developing it, um, you know, with more experience and more eyes, developing your own solution mm-hmm. might not be the best approach.
2: I know, I know. Intriguing though. I um. Yeah, very. I, I went from listening to this to quick look to see if there was a um, Vim plugin. I know Clatter would be disgusted at the thought of using Vim to do this, but no, he probably would. Um, but uh, there is. Uh, there's a Vim. GNU PG, and uh, it's a plugin that, that where you can uh, edit a file and encrypt it, create a file and encrypt it through it, or open up an already encrypted one, and you can uh, encrypt it in multiple keys. So you can make a list of who you want it to be viewable by. So, um, so that, that seemed to me quite a nice thing. I, I probably actually use that from time to time when I need to share files with. With whoever yeah actually do not be a bad idea yeah it looks looks it looks like good it's not the most wonderfully put together plugin it's a little, little bit clunky but uh, still it seems to do the job
1: okay um moving on the following day we had linux in-laws episode two uh rundown from foster and uh, there were no comments on that one as yet so validating data in Haskell for the hardcore out there. There were a few um, Haskell people around Boston uh, and I made sure to drop this series uh, to anybody I met. So he took a different approach in the show, basically, rather than going too, too in depth into the uh, code itself. Uh, he basically gave us some uh, explanations around it. it was uh, pretty
2: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was good. I, am um didn't do what I usually try and do and listen while reading his notes because his notes were always very comprehensive. So I'm a little bit at a loss with this one at the moment, but I will catch up. So,
1: uh, other comments that we missed uh, was uh, on Daniel Pearson's show, SQRL secure, quick, reliable login. And in the community news, we had asked Ahuka to give us some feedback, and he has done so, saying, Thanks for a very good presentation on this exciting protocol. I hope this does get taken up by major sites. The old username password stuff is not nearly secure enough, and this could be a major upgrade.
2: Yeah, cool. Um, Paul Quirk did a show, did show 3000 for us with the Chopin 3 project, and uh, Ahuka commented on on this. Um, He said, I love this. I previously supported a similar effort by Kimiko Ishizaka to record royalty-free versions of Bach. We need more of this free. We need more free culture. Can't can't but agree with
1: that. And McNallu also agrees. Great, says he. Excellent show. Love Chopin. Don't know what sort of accent that was supposed to be. <laughs>
2: You must have been studying the way the man speaks at Boston. That's all I can say. <clears throat> and getting it wrong. Oh, sorry. And and it's very. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Trying your best.
1: So let's mosey over to the mailing list. It's been a busy little week. Um, I sent off the um, I love free software. Somebody spam me, um, but it, it's fine. Uh, this one was about uh, sending off a letter of thanks to developers on uh, Valentine's Day. Which is kind of pretty cool, and if you've missed it, don't worry. You can continue. You can fire off an email. It's something you should do from time to time.
2: There, there was a be. fair amount of activity on that subject on uh, the Fediverse. I noticed on Mastodon, yep. um, so it was uh, didn't it didn't uh, go. It wasn't ignored in, in general the world out there. A great idea, I thought.
1: So I want to read the next one. Uh, it was about HPR three thousand and nine, which was. Uh, Hello fellow members of HPR community, I'm writing today because I'm concerned about episode 3009 which seems to me like a clear case of syndication, first in the title Linux Outlaws season 1 episode 1 and the fact that there's no mention of HPR at all in the show. I had a discussion with with Ken about this and I understand that the circumstances to justify the presence of the show on HPR but I am concerned that this kind of episode doesn't really belong, at least in this form here with another title and proper acknowledgement of the recording it would be fine i'm curious to know what the rest of the community thinks as i'm pretty sure i cannot be the only one who feels this way and then i replied to that saying uh Yannick, first thanks for getting in touch and then sending this to the list for review because i'd asked me to do that it is important that our community questions the decisions of the janitors hpr is entirely entirely community driven policy decisions and proposals are discussed in the main list so i put a link into there at the time i checked their site which was empty and i also checked the license which is creative commons therefore it was safe to post it as a sample show i also sent them the email below which i asked them about uh, are you planning and hosting your own podcast and stuff when i was at uh this stand at bus STEM, chris uh, I spoke to Chris and it became clear that their website and feed was not active so they're posting them exclusively on HPR so we we're bootstrapping the show for them once they have everything ready they will move on to their own feeds and become fellow show members of Free Culture Podcast pre for this was Linux in the Shell and uh, Sigflop with Uberleash Hacker Force Radio which actually was a, uh, a spoof if I recall And it falls under dedicated sharing knowledge. So Honky replied saying, as a person whose podcast Linux LogCast had several appearances on HPR, I am all for using HPR as a springboard to spread the word about other podcasts and believe that as long as the subject matter of the podcast is of interest to hackers, it meets the criteria. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yannick says, I guess I expected a little bit more recognition towards HPR for the help then launching the project HPR is about sharing and I feel is more about using than sharing because if as long as the subject matters of interest to hackers is enough, then why not do plain syndication of stuff that's of interest? And that one went, ah, yes, to which I replied back in, we covered this back in 2012, November of, um, and at the time, we had uh, one day dedicated to a syndicated show, syndicated Thursdays, as you might remember, Dave. Um really then stuff started to sp- pick up, and then we didn't have any more slots available, and we were basically um, posting syndicated content. And basically, we kind of got a lot of grief from people because why are you posting their shows when you're not posting my shows and stuff like that? So basically we then went to we're only producing stuff for HPR, and if it's creative commons stuff we will uh publish it um yeah and we'll put in a sample episode so that's pretty much how it goes i'm not really sure what the linux in-laws are going to do um i thought that they the they had said that they were going to move to their own feeds but uh their website is now up but it seems like they're going to continue posting them on HPR. i'm not really sure
2: No, no, they did seem to imply that in the second show that they would like to continue posting via HBR, but uh, I'm not quite sure that they appreciate the the ins and outs of of that decision.
1: Yeah, from a physical point of view, they won't be able to determine when the uh, shows come out because as I put out a call for show shows already, everybody listening to this episode will be busy uploading shows and we will have a flood of shows for the next three months, people, I'm looking at you yes, and therefore um, simply being able to pick a day, two weeks time and then expecting your show to come out um, might not work so um, there you go, shall I uh, read what uh, Taj said, I share, or do you want to read what Taj said
2: yeah, sure sure. sure uh, t- Taj says, I share the same ideas as several of the previous posters. As someone who has definitely bootstrapped a podcast from HPR, and it's, I think, some amount of syndication is a valuable tool. More than a couple of the free culture podcasts out there have done the same thing, to either get established or get some promotion. As far as syndicating episodes of another podcast, I also don't really mind it. I do think there should be at least some limit to the number of episodes over a period of time. In the past, I think this has been handled well. If a podcast is wanting to post episodes more regularly and establish time limit, we as a community should help them establish their own hosting feed. For example, you randoms and my podcast site and feed cost less than one US dollar a month, and I'm sure we'd be more than happy to help anyone set up the same situation. I think there's a way to support new podcasts being initially created uh, using HPR and then using the community to help them become self-sufficient. So, yeah, um, the word incubator, just this is me talking, sort of came into, into my head as I was reading that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to the the email. As far as attributing, attributing and acknowledging HPR, well, I think it's a nice gesture that's appreciated. I would not categorise it as necessary, just my two cents.
1: And Nigel Burr, uh, Nige Biza said, obviously there are no prizes for guessing the inspiration of this new podcast viewed in isolation. I'm quite happy to give this new podcast a listen and as a means of getting its existence publicised. HPR is probably a valid medium. The fact that we are discussing it now proves that the principle works all the same. I think the correct method would be to use the HPR show as a container with introductory introductory content by the producers in addition to the podcast itself. It seems to recall at least one precedent for this approach. I would not object to HPR being used this way for first editions of new tech-related podcasts. However, if the same approach is attempted for future episodes, then I think should be resisted. Otherwise, HBR will run the risk of becoming hijacked as a distribution medium. And that actually uh, end. thank you, Nigel, and and that is actually what I'm concerned about myself.
2: Yeah, yeah, good point.
1: Because um, if uh, four or five people, if five people do that, and just well, if 10 people decide to release the shows and do that and release every two weeks, then that's the queue is full. And uh, I think we we then would be better moving people to hacker media or, uh, and they had the podcasting could be at at one stage, which was um, exactly this to help people uh, get their podcasts up and running, but I'll uh, fire off an email and see what the guys intend to do.
2: Yeah. Do you want to finish off what, uh, then, uh, well, Brian, um, was saying, is that the one you mean?
1: Yeah. That's the one Brian. Then,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, I do not feel a need to mention hPR within an episode. There is an intro and outro outro as Ken pointed out, it was exclusive and created common. yeah,
1: so it does definitely um meet the rules, but uh, my concern with it is not that the, it's not necessarily that they're posting the stuff it's that um it might generate bad feeling among other podcasters who uh would feel like they if they had released their own shows via hpr they would have got an instant audience of a lot a few thousand people rather than having to grow your own so mm. yeah. yeah and yeah having to deal with that here as the as the admin or as the janitor is is the issue that i'm i'm a little bit concerned with so i think the approach of if there's creative commons podcast new creative commons podcasts absolutely we want to hear about them and um, you post them and then between the HBR intro and outro, you hear their podcasts That's it. Um, we have had Linux in the shell in the past, um but truth be told, Dan um, did discuss that with us here at HBR pre- prior to that, and it was discussed on the mail list, and it was a community decision, if I recall. I can't remember correctly, but Dan. It, definitely had posted lots of shows to hpr and was a founding member of, of hacker of public radio from the linux anyway so um he him and his daughter were even hosting their um uh, josh had a, their own domain name was run on the hpr server so that was a little bit different but yeah okay we'll see how it pans out see how it pans out. so we had hpr and social media shall i read it i suppose Yep. I wrote it. I'll read it. Hi all. At first, we put a chat group together to more effectively communicate with the participants there. The group then expanded to come uh, to cover some who were following along at home. Say hello, Dave.
2: <laughs> it was great. I, it was almost like I was there. It was <laughs> oh, actually
1: quite cool because yeah, we yeah. were asking,
2: "Dave, is it busy over there?" <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have watched more at the time that, that things were going on. I might have watched more um, talks and stuff than than you guys, because I was I was hopping about uh, through the through the streams and uh, and watching things. And uh, and I did actually see there was one at the end of one talk. Um, saw people standing up to leave, and there was JWP <laughs> heading out. So it felt like I was there, you know, except you didn't. Oh, wait. Cool. Well,
1: you you saw more of the shows than I did, so or uh, yeah, yeah. the talks than I did. Uh huh, uh-huh. um, So I'll continue. Since there a been a discussion as to a more free type of communication channel, so Ahuka's episode uh, one zero, sorry Ahuka's series one zero eight. Sorry about this. I'm all off. Our almost host Marshall almost put up a Snicket server. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah and some of the other Foss members are testing a hpr general chat channel there it is a new xmpp server based off the produsy code and the main benefits is right now it's ability to work across multiple devices you can start to chat on your phone and sync across to all clients that are signed in on the account registration is at uh is on foss is clo- Foss chat oh very good boss ch dot see what he did there is currently closed at the moment, but you can connect to dot Chat. using your Xmpp ID while we figure out how to do registration. Uh, and I go on to say your thoughts on this in particular and HPR on social media in general would appreciate. Do you want to take the next
2: by John Spriggs? Yep, yep, yep. It just takes me a while to click through. Come on, um, Dave. Yeah, uh, but uh, this this laptop. Oh, it's, it's so slow. Oh, <laughs> sad, sad I bought it now. Oh. <laughs> anyway. John three says, before hosting something new, have you considered using Matrix. It's an IM project which is managed and maintained, was uh, recently adopted by Mozilla to replace their IRC network, and previously was adopted by the KDE project and the French government. They were Odd Camp as well. I spoke to them, and they were just close to us on the HPR table. I've interviewed them, Dave. Yeah, you good to see you're paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Does this
1: channel called HPR?
2: Yeah. Anyway, I remembered my conversation, not yours. <laughs> going back to this, if people want to self-host their own home server they can access the room, rooms via a federation service and there are also bridges into many IRC network, if that's a desirable option too. Also, for fun and giggles, Matrix was developed by a telecom provider to sort of replace SIP. As such you can run voice and video calls, including VR video calls over Matrix 2. It's actually very cool, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there, there was a talk at our camp about not not the last one, the one before the Sheffield one, I think. It was quite a good presentation about it, uh, which got a lot of people uh, very interested.
1: And Brian says uh, there is a Matrix Room, HPR matrix.org, as it happened, to which I replied, give a, an ugly link to it. Thursday, December the 7th. 2017. Tattoo created and configured this room. Nice one, Tattoo.
2: Do you want
1: to read so, Taj's one?
2: Yeah, yeah, it takes me a while to, to A, find the thing, B, move my mouse, and secondly, get my brain in gear. <laughs> anyway, Taj says, just my two cents as far as social media. Really, the only two requirements I have for joining any social media moving forward are that it is false and that it's decentralized. As long as something checks those boxes, I'd be all for trying anything. I know a lot of my interactions on Mastodon are essentially just interactions with HBR folks, So something more centralised might be nice for people who just want a place to hang, kind of like old cast Planet was back in the day. I was not aware there was a Matrix room for HBR, and I'll definitely be checking it out. I've only had limited experience with Matrix, but the experiences I have had have been good. I've not heard of Snicket before today. I do miss XMPP,
1: though. And... Gorber2 says, I run Prodicy myself. Looks like I'll be migrating over to Snicket. I also wasn't aware of the Matrix Room. Are there plans to make a page with this information? Maybe at the top bar, a community button. I see Oddcast Planet mentioned. Has there been discussion on ways to follow users over to there? The link at the bottom of the page redirects to to uh, Oddcast Planet Unregistered which is not very useful for someone new to IRC. I've been on the Binrev IRC servers for years. Uh, do they still run their own IRC servers with a HPR channel? Um, so the outcast panos thing unregistered. If you don't log in or not authenticate it, you get put into this unregistered thing, which I agree is not very, not very helpful. And, um, I think there's a lot of people on other social media things that are not on IRC, but the matrix has the ability to the matrix clients has the ability to go to uh, uh, IRC on free node. And I wasn't even aware that bin had their own uh, IRC server or that there was a HPR channel there. So there you go.
2: Never heard of it. Hmm. Yeah. So Snicket, I think it's quite good, but it's uh um, I was using Gajim, I pronounced it G-A-J-I-M, to connect to Snicket um, because I had used that years ago to connect to uh, Google Talk, and uh, that was okay. And I can't remember what else I was using, but yeah, but uh, Matrix. I was been using Riot on my on my phone and on um, Uh, the web client on my desktop and it's it's got a lot of good features and uh, it's obviously being developed quite quite rapidly so it certainly uh, certainly seems pretty pretty good
1: i ended up wanting to have less places to talk but now ended up with more places to talk
2: yeah yeah i felt that it's probably worth um checking these out in anticipation of there being a a process of people migrating to the one that was best, and there does seem to have been a little bit of that. People have been moving away from Snicket to some degree. Um, and uh, in fact, I think um, Andrew McNallow joined uh, Matrix a day or two back, saying, "I noticed everybody had disappeared from Snicket, so here I am," or something to that effect. Um, so, you know, imagine that's a, that's going to be the the future but it's hard to predict, I don't know, evolution of some sort is going
1: on. Yeah, I did like the Snicket more because uh, of the freedom of the clients. There's more XMPP clients, but uh, on the other hand, everything has moved now to a web API, which Matrix is using. So and possibly Matrix will be able to bridge the two. What would be cool is if there was a way to have a Matrix bridging to to both and that way you get everything in the one. that would be that's basically what I want
2: yeah I don't know the answer to that but I've seen discussions where people said does it bridge to x and uh, the answer seems to be oh yes there does seem to be either something already or something being worked on that will do that so uh, so it looks to have potential so
1: there was a call for shows we're very low we have a few from Ahuka sitting there in the queue but that's uh has submitted some series and we need shows we've got enough for next week but after that we're out yes and just to remind everybody if there are no shows we are going to shut down the network that is the the promise that i made there are no shows in HPR, then the project has ceased and we shut it down yeah, There's no point uh, There's no point in syndicating other people's content and trying to keep it going. People are supposed to submit shows. That's the plan. So submit your shows. Thank you. So, and if you don't know what to submit, the first show is, Hi, I am Rachel, and this has been listening to the HPR for years. Never thought I should send in the show, but now here I am, and here's my tech history. And then we will definitely ask you, more shows that's how it works it's not a burden sending in shows is it dave
2: i don't think it is i don't well no well tomorrow's episode
1: is (laughs) is the exception but yes it's not it's you pick up a recorder you say what you have to say and you press send and then you go oh my god i hit the sound of my own voice yes we all do but yeah come on get over it yeah okay uh, Kevin Wisher said that the audio quality is a better version, but I didn't see the version. I asked
2: him about it. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he's developed a better version, but I'm not sure where where it is yet. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. We, well, we need need to ask him that.
1: Kevin, send us send us a link. Uh, I did want to mention uh, in one of the discussions on one of the social medias, and this is um, this is now a bit of a problem because I'm now on the. On the H- HPR channels and we need to bring comments or basically discussions from there into this community news show that's the whole point of the community news show so there has been a lot of discussions and one of the most interesting that related to the community was um, I was putting out the idea there should we when somebody posts a comment to the HPR website should we post that to our uh, Twitter feed like we do for when shows get submitted to the feed? Should we say there's a new comment, you know, Dave has left a comment on this episode or Bob has left a comment on this episode? And I never for a moment thought that 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 would be an issue, but some people uh, floated the idea that comments are not public in the same way that something on a web page is public. What do you feel about that, Dave?
2: Mm. Well, the the, um, the comments on HBR are, are as public as the shows, aren't they? Because exactly. They're, they're attached exactly. to the shows. So, so yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the fact that a comment has been posted, rather than the actual contents of the comment. Uh, would be, I mean, because we are not posting the shows, we are just posting the fact that there is a show and it's got a title and it's over there
1: I, I, um, In fairness, I think they, the point was about posting it directly to Twitter, so putting it into our Twitter feeds, putting it out to our, our RSS feeds for Twitter and Fediverse and, and all those mm-hmm. places Hey, there's a new comment yeah. on HPR For one thing, I think it will, um, right now if you follow the HPR feed, it's a bit like a, um, it's it looks like a bot is releasing it and there, it doesn't seem to be alive. Like it's one post a day. A new show has been released, and this is a show. Whereas, uh, getting feedback and comments might be something that people would like to have coming onto their Twitter feed, or their Fediverse feed, or whatever. That there's something trending on on that they might actually want to comment about. I don't know. But if there's privacy issues associated with that, then yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to hear about it. What the community's feelings on that whole topic are. Mm-hmm.
2: The comments are not um, particularly identifiable, are they? I mean, you can put nope. post, post Completely whatever random. name you want. Uh, so, but but a comment to a, to a show on the show, uh, on the same page as the show, is a different entity than a comment, an entire comment about a show that on Twitter that nobody's uh, actually knows anything about because it, it's not on twitter but links to it are so i don't know whether that's a, that's a particularly valuable um, twitter thing yeah um, don't know no no that's just 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 random <laughs> chit chat from me that's all <clears throat>
1: and some other stuff we have uh, yesterday there's been some activity i uh Yannick and uh, the love bug dave dave the junior <laughs> have uh, helped us to uh set permissions and stuff on um on the development sites that are gitlab.anonisthost.com and if you're interested in the development uh, of the new uh the new more distributed version of the hpr web presence then uh feel free to to come and join in the fun that's to be had there
2: yep, yep. Whether we want to be sort of doing a quick summary on these community news shows, I don't know. It depends well how, how things move forward, I guess. But it might be worth something. It might be worth considering.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, don't know if there's a whole lot to say as yet.
2: No, that's there's what I was a- we just did some stuff, um, but uh, maybe as we get a bit further down the road, something about the stuff we did would be would be of interest.
1: Yeah, there's no code up there as yet it's just we've made two repos uh hpr front end and the hpr back end and the well the whole thing about this is i don't really know where to start but what i've decided to do is i'm going to uh in the hpr front end i'm going to manually put in the hpr website as it's rendered now so basically a a, um, a mirror of what you would get but instead of using the database that each of the pages would be in slash episode slash hpr one two three four or whatever, and then the back end stuff would be where the Postgres database is and the tools necessary to interact with the Postgres database in order to uh, and the templates that would be form the HTML web pages, and then when that's running, the back end would push to the front end. And the front end, you point a web server to it, and then you've got the HPR website.
2: Yeah? Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: That kind of the plan. Now both the back end and the front end will be totally open to anybody to be able to git clone and pull it down. So if you're interested in the in just getting an up to date local copy of the HPR website, you just do a Git pull every day and the modified files that are on the HPR website will be down on your Git repository and you can just point a a web server to that, and you have got yourself a a copy of the site. And if you want to um, act as one of the worker nodes, <laughs> in a janitor nodes, janitor nodes, then um, you pull down the backend one. And then if you've got the credentials to push up to a HPR website, or you wanted to run your own mirror of a HPR website, you could do that as well.
2: Yep. Yep. Yes. The, That's there's, yeah, I'm sure there's this there's, there's going to be interesting issues to consider along the way, but uh, the the principle of it sounds sounds pretty good. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, fine. Any anything else, Dave?
2: Um, do you want to? Oh talk yeah, about tags, the, tags. Oh, the tags. Yeah, we had a we had a flurry of tags this month. Uh, Claudia Miranda, who committed in public to add the tags <laughs> to his shows which didn't have them having been hassled by, by Taj, Next Taj That's wonderful. Um just just go around the rest please and hassle some more people. He did contribute his uh the, the said tags and Windigo who likes to listen to older shows and add tags which for which we're eternally grateful. And some geezer called Dave Morris did uh in total sixteen shows this summer. we're we're gradually moving forward. We're just under 600 or about to go under 600 needing attention. So slow but Excellent. steady.
1: Well done, Dave. Well done. And of course, the whole point of this um, front end back end thing is that you could check out the, uh, the um, one of the pages and then submit uh, fixes and stuff and edit your own tags and edit your own shows and push them back. Don't know exactly how that's going to work. but the,
2: the ability to fix... Things on your own show notes, I think, would be very, very, very popular. It's things people have asked for many times over the time I've been involved with HBR. Um, and it's, I mean, I'm quite happy to fix them for them. It gives me something to do to so yeah, sit yeah. here in these endless hours of, of being retired and stuff. But um, <laughs> Robert,
1: Ian, put your free laptop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it, it would be great if you could. Go and do do that sort of stuff. Whether whether you want to go and edit somebody else's show, we're uh, starting to get into some in some territory that uh, starts to get a little bit more convoluted. But still, the, the ability that it, to have yeah, there's
1: also the question of should you be able to edit your own show? You've released it under the Creative Commons. That version is now out there, and yes, you can take a copy of it and modify it. But should you be able to go back and edit? it is course, a religious a question.
2: There would be a history that said originally yep. you said you know it was black. Now you said it's white. So you know which is true, but it's more the case of you've made some some silly mistake in a bit of uh, code yeah. that you've, you've submitted, and uh, oh no, I really need to fix that because it looks so stupid like that. And,
1: and it's, uh, also, this uh, doing this in Git gives you the first complete blame history for what has happened on the page. So
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. yes, yes.
1: Potentially, we could even get to a day where, you know, somebody submits a show via Gish, a Git push. Anywho, that is, that's the plan. Whether we get time to do it or not is another question.
2: <laughs> a lot of busy people involved. Busy doing other things, that is. Apart from me, I've got nothing to do.
1: Let's see, anything happening on the uh, scale 18th coming up? Uh, two weeks time on the 8th. Open Source 101, IDI 2020, never heard of it. Postgres Conf 2020 and uh, SousaCon is on OpenSUSE Summit. Uh, that's at the end of next month. And KubeCon and CloudNativeCon EU on the 30th. Uh, that might be interesting. indeed. Okay, are we done,
2: Dave? I think we're done.
1: Okay, cool. I'll um, And apologies to anybody if I've missed <laughs> your show. Um, I'll make a note while I'm listening to it. And uh, if, if I've missed anybody's show, apologies, and we'll cover it next month.
2: Yep. Yep, sorry to leave you in the lurch. Uh, running no De- Run, Running Debian testing seemed like a good idea one time, but there's a there's a sort of process where uh, Debian Sid craps all over <laughs> our operating system, and then gradually things get themselves get cleaned up again. But during the uh, the crapped on stage, things get messy, I'm afraid. Anyway, okay, cool.
1: Uh, Dave, I'll edit this and uh, send it on. I'll post it. All right. Okay. Great. Tune in tomorrow for actually what will be an exciting episode because I spent long enough editing it uh, of Hacker Public Radio.
2: (laughs) All right. Bye. Okay. Cheers.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show,